Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy Seven the Panther, aka Young Bunchy Carter. Y'all tapping into another episode of Panther Politics, the podcast, straight out of 253, you know what I'm saying? The voice of the people. Um, I decided to do something a little different. <laughs> Normally, I have a artists on, you know, political people on, uh, people in the community, you know what I'm saying? People who are active in, uh, this thing that we call hip hop from different aspects. Uh, we've also, uh, touched on mental health and a couple other things. Um, always trying to stay current, you know what I'm saying? Before I proceed, I want to send a recipe shout out to Chadwick Bozeman, as well as Cliff Robinson and John Thompson and Lute Olson. Um, Rest in peace, folks. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all contributions to, to, to what we know to be our lives, our culture, our society will not be forgotten. Thank you so much for everything. Um, I particularly have a, uh, you know, special Panther connection to Chadwick Bozeman. So, uh, that one, that one hit, hit a little different, but, um, this ain't about sad stuff right now, man. Right now, it's just time to celebrate hip-hop culture uh, and celebrate the music and the people who make the music that drive the most powerful culture on the planet. I mean, let's not get it twisted. Y'all know hip-hop, we define cool. We define what's popping. We define what the wave is. Everybody else just kind of follow our lead. Never forget that. Uh, I want to send a shout-out to the Free Smoke Podcast. Joe Budden Podcast, uh, the People's Party Podcast with Kwali, um, Unbothered, Jamil Hill, what up? Um, everybody, man, that, that shares in this podcasting culture who is doing their part uh, to speak to the people and to speak for the culture that we all know and love. With that being said, um, like I said, I normally have people on. Today, it's just me, man. And I wanted to talk to y'all about some hip-hop music that came out that I'm rocking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, just to be clear, though, the album reviews would not always necessarily be albums of my particular choosing. Being that I'm in podcasting and not just an artist anymore, I have to listen to a lot of things that I normally would not listen to. Um, but it's only because I have to be able to give an objective take. On these things, if if I'm asked about it or if it's brought up or if I interview an artist who happens to be in that same lane, uh, I like to be prepared, you know. So, um, but for this first one, um, all of the albums that I'm reviewing pretty much fall into my wheelhouse. <laughs> and that's by design because it just makes it easier for me the first time around. So we're going to delve into some, uh, you know, some a couple mainstream cats, some mid-level cats, a little underground shit too. So. I ain't going to go too crazy with it. It's only a few joints that I really even want to talk about right now. So we're going to start from the top with uh, one of the greatest MCs that ever put on two shoes on the planet Earth. Uh, Nasir Jones. Y'all probably know better as Nas. And his new album, King's Disease, produced by Hit Boy. Now, if I'm being honest, when I first heard that Nas was doing an album produced by Hit Boy... I was like, get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? I don't want to hit. But then I heard Ultra Black and was like, uh-oh, I might just be wrong. And boy, was I wrong. 
Mr. Jones, salute to you, sir. Hit boy, salute to you, sir. They did an amazing job of bridging the gap between the new school sound bed and, and true school ball laying. You know what I'm saying? And I want to just say before I get too far into this into this review of this album, we are the only culture who puts an age cap on when someone can be a rapper, on when someone can be on stage doing their thing, on when someone should be in the booth. Rock don't do it. Jazz don't do it. Blues don't do it. Uh, pop music don't do it. They let their artists live forever the way they're supposed to. However, we in hip hop, seem to have an issue with the architects of our culture. Uh, we throw shade on the people who made it even possible for us to be here doing what we're doing right now. So I want to give a shout to Cool Herc, Grandmaster Flash, uh, The Furious Five, you know what I'm saying? Um, all, the, you know, all of the cats that, that started this thing, man. Um, and that are making it possible for us to continue to do what we do. The ones who laid the, the blueprint, the laid the, the groundwork that, that went through all the hard times trying to prove the relevance and the importance of hip hop that we're getting to enjoy the benefits of because they didn't get to salute the Grandmaster Cass. You know, all of those guys, man. Kumo D. Come on, man. Like, seriously, <laughs> let's not be let's not be like that. You know, if we want this culture to thrive, we have to respect it, you know, and by disrespecting the architects, we are not respecting the culture. We're not respecting ourselves. And we're also shortchanging our possibilities as a culture. You know, I ain't going to get too far into that. So as far as the album grades go, I grade on three, three, three things, you know, three things only rhymes, beats and cohesion. Because uh, outside of that, none, nothing else really matters to me. I don't care how many records you sell. I care whether or not I like the album. Uh, the rhymes, simple. You know what I'm saying? Um, it doesn't have to be lyrical, miracle, spiritual rap. It could be the most simplistic thing I've ever heard in my life. But if it's effective and it tells your story, it tells me why you're here. It tells me why you made this album. I'm all for it. Uh, myself. On a personal level, I judge albums very differently. But for the purpose of this podcast and for the purpose of being uh, objective, I put away my personal thoughts about rhymes. and I'm not even caring if, if I know somebody else wrote it at this point. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to reviewing for the podcast um, on album review day, I don't care. Now, what I talk about prior to and after album review day may shine a very different light on it. However... Uh, we're only talking about what's happening on the album, how it sounds, and how it registered with me. Beats. <sighs> Is the beat dope? Like, does the beat sound like it should be here? But more importantly, if I take the rapper off of this beat, am I still going to like it? Very important. And a lot of these records that we're talking about, I've listened to the instrumentals as well as the actual songs to make the determination. Um, and cohesion is simple enough. You can have the best beats and rhymes in the world, but if it doesn't melt together like it's supposed to, um, then, you know, what did you really accomplish? You know what I'm saying? You got a collection of dope songs, but it's not really an album. And these are album reviews. Uh, I also have a video review, uh, at the tail end of this. So I stay tuned for that. Um, but Nas, King's Disease, 
Strange name, I thought at first. I was like, eh, okay. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> then I heard it was produced by Hitboy, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be ready for this. This is crazy. Overall, the rhymes, A+. And I don't feel any type of way about saying that. I mean, it's clear that Nas is absolutely positively one of the most gifted uh, holders of a pen in the history of our culture. In the history of our culture. Um, there are those who say he's the greatest. I will not argue with you. There are those who say he's top three. I won't argue with you. As long as he's up there, we cool. I know that you know your stuff. Um, beats. I gave the beats a B. Now, I gave the beats a B simply because there are certain beats on the album that when I take the rapper off, the beat doesn't feel the same. It doesn't hit me the same. It doesn't, uh, you know, and I don't even judge a beat anymore by whether or not I will rap to it. I judge it by, okay, this beat sounds dope in the, con in the, you know, in the, you know, in the framework of the album. What does it sound like without him rapping on it? When I listen to that, it kind of helps me determine um, just how good the beat really is. So there are a couple of beats on this album, a few beats on this album, I should say, that that to me don't really stand up when you take the rapper away. But for cohesion, the album gets an A+. And the reason being, much like I said before, you could have the best beats and the best rhymes in the world, but if it doesn't come together, if it doesn't serve a singular purpose, then and you kind of blew it. Kind of screwed the pooch, you know what I mean? So, uh, Hitboy and Nas did not screw the pooch. They absolutely positively knocked this out of the park. Now, I have heard mixed reviews about this album from many people. Um, at first, I thought it was an age thing because the album is undoubtedly grown people rap. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not necessarily for the 19-year-old kid who's you know, a freshman or sophomore in college. His mind ain't got to this point yet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but there are some elements in it that should even reach that individual. But then I realized it wasn't that. Uh, a large part of it is the same thing that Nas has suffered through the majority of his career. Uh, this time they can't say it's the beats. But a lot of people are still waiting for him to make another Illmatic. For those of you who are waiting Illmatic Part 2 the fuck out of hip-hop right now because it's not coming it's never gonna happen he can't do it it's impossible that was a moment in hip-hop that was captured over however long it took them to record that album that was a moment that can't come they can't be recaptured no matter what you do you can't put the same lightning back in the bottle even if you put those same producers in a room with Nas right now the album that comes from it will be very different than Illmatic was uh, that being said, the collection of songs on this album is astounding. I was completely blown away. It was great to see the firm back together again. Um, a couple of the features were a little, you know, less than stellar. I, I've never been a huge Big Sean fan. Uh, his album was originally in the list to be reviewed, but after the first four songs, I kind of was over it, so... You know, after the first four songs, like I listened to like four more and was like, yeah, so the first four songs were pretty much the highlights of the album. Um, I didn't really want to hear anymore. So it was cool. So I just, I ditched that idea. Um, 
However, um, hearing the firm back together again was dope. It was super dope. However, my favorite member of the firm, not named Nas, uh, kind of ruined the song because she obviously did not get the memo about what the song was about. <laughs> um, however, I did. You know, in an in a interview, Cormega did say that none of them really talked about what the record was about. They got the beat and just started writing and kind of recorded their verses and sent them in. And it just so happened that him, A, and Nas were all on the same page. Foxy, not so much. Now, mind you, the verse is dope. The verse is just not dope for that song. Um, My favorite record on the entire album is probably, not probably, definitely, Car 85 featuring Charlie Wilson. Um, Nas has always been one of the most prolific storytellers in rap always since the very beginning of his career and that has not changed if anything I think he's gotten better at storytelling um, and then you throw in Uncle Charlie and you gotta you know and the beat is just it's like the perfect thing perfect rhymes perfect feature perfect beat it can't get much better than that I mean I don't care what you do you can't get much better than that, okay? It's not going to. Um, now, there's a difference between my favorite song and the song I feel like has the most commercial appeal, or as I like to list it on my paper, the, the most likely to pop. Uh, in my opinion, the most likely to pop record on here, the joint with Anderson Pop. And reason being, the beat is dope, Nas is dope, but Anderson takes everything he touches to another level. And if you hadn't noticed it already... Um, that's something that you might want to, um, you might need to revisit his solo work before you start looking into his features. He has a way of taking the most simplistic thing, the most unremarkable thing and making it amazing. Um, shout out to Anderson. Shout out to Nas. Shout out to the uh, Hip Boy. Shout out to their whole team, man, for, for putting together a project that correct, correctly encapsulates a legend. Still making music in 2020. Um, it's much better than that bullshit Nasir project he did with Kanye West. It's better than Lost Tapes too, which was actually not very. Was actually wasn't as bad as some people make it out to be. Um, I mean, Nas did his thing, man. No question about it. He is unquestionably one of the greatest MCs of our lifetime, of anybody's lifetime, really. And to see him. At this juncture of his career, when he's, you know, 47 years old or about to be 40. Well, yeah, he'll be 47 this month. So, if you know, he's about to be 47 years old. I think, is it today? I don't know. I can't remember. But, um, you know, at 47 years old, he's still better than most people who pick up a microphone uh, and call themselves a rapper. So, uh, salute to Nas, man. Salute to Queensbridge. Salute to everybody who has been a part of Nas's legacy throughout his career and i hope that this is not the end I, I need more i still need that album with primo nas if you're listening <laughs> i still need that uh so salute to nas salute to hit boy the whole king's disease is dope uh again the overall grade was a uh, was a a uh would have been an a plus but like i said some of the beats when you take the rapper away some of the beats aren't as engaging you know what i mean so uh no respect to that uh, let's see who we got. Who else we got on the docket? <laughs> uh, let's go with uh, Nas's protege, Dave East. Dave East, who is actually one of my favorite new era rappers. Uh, I'm a huge East fan. 
I, I like him probably more than the most of my other most of my peers. You know, what I'm saying uh, I like him a lot more than most of them. It's only because I see, I see where East is coming from. I see what he's shooting for, and East to me, outside of Griselda, is probably the truest representative of New York hip hop that's in the game right now, as far as someone that came after the quote unquote golden era. Um, Karma Three, um, and normally you know sequels and all of that stuff, it, it gets hard to keep up the same energy. Um, but in all actuality, Karma, the first incarnation of Karma was just okay. Karma Two was decidedly better, but this one um, blows both of those out of the water by landslide, without a question. Um, rhyme wise, I gave him an A plus. Now, mind you, his A plus and Nas's A plus are not the same. Dave East A plus is based on his rhyming from the beginning when I first heard him on Black Rose to now. Nas's A plus has been somewhat earned over a long career of just being better than most niggas rapping. And for him to still be at the level he's at. And to deliver the way he did on King's Disease was like, whoa, you know, Dave East on Karma 3 showed growth. He showed that he's improving not only as a rhyme writer, but as a songwriter. And that is like super important. Um, the beats were kind of up and down. So I gave the beats a C. Um, beat selection is it's still a bit of an issue for East. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily that he picks bad beats. I think sometimes he just doesn't pick the right beat. Because um, his voice is a little weird. So, you know, you have to, certain beats just don't vibe well with him. So, uh, Cohesion, he gets an A for that, though. Because even the beats that were down, in my opinion, um, there's never a moment where it feels like, I could just skip this and not miss a beat. Like, now nah, I really just need to listen to the whole thing in its entirety. Um, and being able to do that, uh, despite the fact that some of the beats are not my favorite, brought him to an overall B+. Um, East is getting much better at making projects. He's getting better. At, it, at first, his projects all sounded just like a collection of songs. I think somewhere around Paranoia 2, he started turning the corner, uh, making better records, putting together better projects from, from, you know, from ground to ceiling. Um, and I, I mean, I absolutely love the growth that I'm seeing in him. I think some of the things that he's being exposed to is helping him to advance in ways that other artists, it takes them much longer to do. Um, you know, from doing the Wu-Tang project, the, the movie, the, the miniseries or whatever, um, to just being around different types of cats. Like, you know, he was, he was close with Nipsey. Uh, Nas is his mentor. You know, he signed with Nas. Uh, there's a lot of things that are happening for him that are allowing him an opportunity to become the artist that he's supposed to be. And I'm I'm loving to see it because I personally want to see East take it as far as he can take it. Um, my favorite song on the project is Stone Killer, featuring none other than Benny the Butcher. <laughs> uh, Griselda, as y'all know, is... Uh, Man, they have made a mockery of modern day rap because they are the antithesis. Uh, they are the anti. <laughs> they are the anti all that bullshit, basically. 
Um, and East and Benny sound really good on the record together. Um, you know, East it gets a lot of flack for doing a lot of the chick songs and all of that. And I don't give them no flack for that. Chicks think you cute. Use that to your advantage, nigga. You trying to eat. You know what I'm saying? As long as you don't, uh, as long as you don't abandon the shit that got you where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, oh man. So yeah, <laughs> my bad. I was reading a text from my manager, but, uh, so Stone Killer's crazy. East and Benny both added out, man. Like Benny, if y'all know anything about Benny, um, if you know anything about Benny, then you already know Benny is probably the closest thing to a well-polished artist, uh, on Griselda out of the original three, you know, um, at East, you know, Benny has outshined quite a few artists on records he was on with them, but East holds his own. So I love the song. The beat's crazy. Um, and I think they did a good job of representing, you know, the streets on, on a on a record. Um, now, the most likely song to blow is Know How I Feel with Mary J. Blige. Now, first of all, you got Mary J. Blige on a record. That's a win, especially for a nigga that, that ain't been in the game for, for 20 years already. You know what I'm saying? You got Mary on a song. What? You know what I mean? That's crazy. You know? Um, and I know that, you know, Nas was on tour with Mary recently, so I'm pretty sure that Nas had some influence in making that happen. And, I mean, whatever the cause was, if Mary just liked Dave's work or if Nas had something to do with it, whatever the case, Mary laced it. And East really got into his bag with the boss. Um, and the beat is fire. So, like, if, if that record gets the proper push, if they should decide to go that route, um, I really feel like Know How I Feel could be one of those songs that take Dave from being, you know, the homie's favorite rapper to the cat who doesn't really like rap like that, but he casually listens to it, favorite rapper. You know what I'm saying? He has those elements that could take him to that level. At least in my eyes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's how I feel about it. And I, I personally am looking forward to seeing what they do with his career moving forward because I know that it's a lot of time, a lot of times it's easy to just, you know, let an artist fly, see what he can do on his own. Nas has done a good job of helping him out um, when, when it was needed. Uh, when he was getting ready to drop his first real album, Survival, the first single was Godfather 4, and Nas was on there with him. Um that's the perfect way to get your artists that kind of shine. And I really wish that, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say that out loud right now. We're going to leave it alone. But um, much love to East, um, Nas, they whole crew over there, man. The whole crew over there, Mass Appeal. Shout out to y'all, man, for another stellar <laughs> another stellar offering. Uh, so, I mean, Mass Appeal is looking good right now, man. But King, between uh, King's Disease and Karma 3, they sitting pretty, you know? Um, let's see. Where I want to go next? Uh, we'll keep it on the major label niggas for right now. Conway the Machine. Um, especially since we was just talking about Benny the Butcher. Conway the Machine from King to a God. Man, look. It's not a lot of rappers that's out right now that have the track record that Conway has. Um, I think Benny may be the most polished rapper from Griselda. Uh, West Side Gun is the probably the best marketed rapper from Griselda. Conway the Machine is the best rapper on Griselda. 
period. Um, not a whole lot to say in regards to that. If you've been listening, then you know. From freestyles to mixtapes to EPs to albums, Conway the Machine is just different. The name that he got fits him perfectly. You know what I mean? Who else you know been shot in the face and get down like he get down? 50 don't rap like Conway. I'm sorry. And I love 50. But he don't rap like Conway. Conway different. Um, the album is from front to back. I didn't skip a single song. Not one. Um, rhymes, A+. Plus. Beats, A+. Cohesion, A+. Plus. This is, without a doubt, one of the best albums of 2020 so far. Um, and I know that it is because I don't have a favorite song yet. I don't have a favorite song yet. I, I haven't even been able to single out one record that just totally blows everything else out of the water. So this is the one review out of this list that's not going to have a favorite or a most likely to blow, most likely to pop, because there are there are no flaws that I can sense in this album yet. And I've listened to it probably four or five times already, and I haven't skipped the song at all this entire time. Uh, as much as I dislike Days Loaf, even the song with her, I let it rock. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if, well, if I had a favorite song, it's the joint with Meth. Uh, what's the name of it again? What was the name? I can't remember. Um, sheesh, I hate it when that happens. Uh, normally, I would have notes to read from, but I don't. I'm just flying off the head with this because I remember most of it already. But Conway was a late addition. Uh, I added Conway's album when I removed Big Sean's. So, um... But I will say the joint with Meth and Conway is probably my favorite joint on there. And it's only because it's good to hear Meth uh, giving it up like that. You know, another, you know, 50-year-old rapper out here killing shit. So, I mean, you know, better stop shitting on the OGs, homie. <laughs> uh, Conway has undoubtedly taken the Griselda sound to another level with this project. I mean, it sounds like they tweaked it, gave it just enough polish uh, to appease the above-ground niggas. But it's still raw enough for the underground. So... Shout out to Conway, Westside Gun, Benny, fucking Boldy James. Uh, what's homegirl name was with them? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, shit, I don't know. Whatever. Whoever, like whoever's running with Griselda, salute to all of y'all. Because y'all are doing something that hip-hop has been in dire need of for some time now. Um, I don't even, yeah, I'm not even going to go all crazy about it because I, I think that there's enough people who still haven't heard it yet that hopefully they'll hear this review and it'll make them say, you know what, let me stop playing and go listen to this Conway. Um, Conway is, his album is this, is this year's um, Book of Ryan. The album that you wasn't expecting to just take over the way it did. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew it was going to be dope because it's Conway. I, I didn't have any question about that. Uh, my question was, is he going to be able to take it up in the upper level or is he going to stay in the same space? Because for a while, he was kind of wallowing in the same space. It was dope, but it just was the same, you know? 
uh, his growth as an artist, you could tell, you know, that he's been around some things that he wasn't accustomed to, that he's seen some shit that he'd never seen, that he's, you know, money to do that. It, it offers you new opportunities. And, you know, of course, they was getting money, but it's different kind of money they're getting now. You know what I'm saying? So that opened up new doors for you, man. And you can't be mad at that. You got to watch. He's not. But the best thing I can say about it all is that he grew without growing so fast that he alienated the people and helped them get where he at. As long as the you know the growth is steady and incremental like that, I think fans will grow with you. Sometimes when you jump out a window and just be like, hey, I'm going to go do it. Nah, niggas be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, I try my best not to. Um, I've had to learn over time not to place my expect, expect my personal expectations on the growth of an artist on them. You got to let a person grow how they grow. It's just the way it is. And Conway is definitely on his way to solidifying himself as a household name in hip hop. Um. Speaking of that, me having that attitude about the growth of an artist came from my discussions with a fellow artist um, who I have a great deal of respect for. So I think I'm going to just talk on his album next because it just makes sense for me. To, it's a natural progression. Uh, Eat a Mad Assassin. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, Eat a Mad Assassin and, I, and myself met in North Carolina um, in Greensboro. Many moons ago, and uh, he moved to the West Coast. I moved to the West Coast. We, we linked back up. You know what I'm saying? Um, Either Mad Assassin is for me the um, is the equivalent of is the equivalent of like uh, a Griselda artist. You know, he is. Bare bones, no jokes, no gags, no games, no riddles. This is what it is. He speaks for the streets. He speaks from his heart. And that is the thing that I appreciate the most. So the Bare Hands series has been going fucking crazy. Um, And he just recently released Bare Hands 4, Dark Side of the Mountain. Uh, Produced by, what's his name, 2-Bit, I think his name is, yeah. No, 12-Bit, okay. <laughs> a little bit yeah okay so either mad assassin is not your typical underground rapper <laughs> he's not getting ready to just try to punch line you to death he's not gonna give you the most complicated out of this world that you need a texas instrument calculator to fucking figure out what he's talking about versus it's not how he do it's not how he operates and i respect that because he said, hey, man, look, I can rap, but what you see is what you get. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. So, uh, Dog Side of the Mountain, to me, might just be the most, I don't even want to say, I don't want to say it's the best in the Bare Hands series. It's, it, you know what? It might be, though, because it, it definitely stands on a different level. You know what I'm saying? It stands on a different level, and it feels like he found his groove, and he's riding that wave. You know what I'm saying? So for Rhymes, I gave him an A. See, the thing is, you have to judge Rhymes from an artist. I don't judge either Mad Assassin on the same scale I, I, I judge Nas on. I don't judge Nas on the same scale I, I judge Conway on. They're all different kinds of rappers. 
So I judge them based on the rhymes that I expect to hear from them. Or that I, you know, the, the degree of uh, uh, the degree of uh, difficulty, I guess, to speak of the rhymes that I hear from them. So for his rhymes, he gets an A. Easy. Um, beats, an A. He selected the perfect beats to complement his style and to complement what he was trying to accomplish with the project. Cohesion, A. Overall, it's an A. That's a no-brainer, really. Um, Bare Hands 4, to me, has taken what should be the simplest elements of hip-hop, especially street hip-hop, and turned it upside down, shook all of the change out of his pocket, then stood it back up and said, all right, now walk the fuck off. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it feels like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, he's he's found a formula over the Bare Hands series that's definitely elevated his game. You know, his flow is effortless on each joint. Like, each project has been effortless, um, even with changing producers for each project. You know what I'm saying? So that that's a testament to being able to choose beats wisely. Um, everybody can't do that. Everybody can't do it. And he does it repeatedly with different people, which is not, which is not an easy task to pull off. Um, my favorite song, Stay Paid. It may be the cuts. I don't know. Maybe it's the cuts. I love DJs. So maybe it's the cuts. Who knows? But it's something about that record. It stands out to me. Um, it calls to me. I, when I, after the first couple times I played it, I went back to that song a few times. Um, now, the most likely song to pop is 10. And a video just dropped recently. Um, but I think that it's a song that a lot of people could relate to. Um, and I mean relate to in the sense of everybody stand for something. You know what I'm saying? And when you stand for something, you really, really real about standing for it, you definitely ten toes down. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can hear the sincerity in the words that he speaks when he raps. You can hear the hunger. At times you can hear the frustration. You can hear the pain, all of it. You know what I'm saying? And you can hear all of that without him necessarily having to talk about it, which is more powerful than anything. So when I say that the album is an A, yeah, I know him personally, but he also knows me well enough to know that if it wasn't an A album, I wouldn't say it was. Uh, I, I call it like I see it. And how I see it, he got in his bag on this and, and knocked it out the water. You know what I'm saying? Um, there are very few people who get up to part four of a series of projects and are still going as strong as they were on the first one. But I feel like he's gotten stronger with each one. Right now, either Mad Assassin reminded me of Marshawn Lynch. The more the game go on and the more you hand him the ball, the stronger he's going to get. And it's going to make the defense pay dearly. So, Make sure y'all check out Eden Mad Assassin, Bare Hands 4, Dark Side of the Mountain, and check out the first three so you don't feel lost. Because, I, I mean, you know, there's a um, there's a very special storm brewing in Los Angeles, <laughs> and his name is Eden Mad Assassin. Um, I could easily say, oh, well, you know, da-da. but what I will say is this. I've listened to a, a lot of records this year. Uh, especially with us being stuck in the house um, and so forth and so on. 
there are very few projects that I've heard that are this well put together, that are this well thought out. Um, a lot of artists don't know how to pick the beats to perfectly paint their picture. He perfectly painted his picture. By the time you get to the end of it, you have no question about what you just heard or, or even why you heard it the way it was. So I salute you for that. Eat a mad. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. I can't wait to hear Bare Hands 5. And if I'm not mistaken, I heard you got some other pretty fiery coals in the oven. You know what I'm saying? But we ain't going to get into all of that right now. So y'all just check, check out Eat a Mad Assassin on all social media platforms. Um, the new video 10 is out now. Bare Hands 4, Dark Side of the Mountain is out right now. We're going to stick with Street Hop while we on it. We got an offering from an artist that I have not heard in a really, really, really long time. And I was so glad to see him back in the fold. Saigon, the yard father. Y'all may remember Saigon from Entourage. Um, some of y'all was even hip to you know his first few albums, The Greatest Story Never Told series. Uh, he used to roll with Just Blaze, which was absolutely dangerous <laughs> you know what i'm saying but uh after an extended layoff um playing daddy which is commendable salute to you for that um saigon is back with 777 the resurrection um Cy is one of those artists one of those guys that when he came they was like yo that's the future of new york right there he's the next one you know what I'm saying? Um, Jay said he was next. And I said he was next. A lot of people said he was next. And then because of what he wanted to say, label politics kept him from being that. Uh, when he finally got free and got to do his thing, he got busy, you know, as, as busy as he could with a limited budget. But he did his thing. He represented lovely for not only for hip hop, but for his crew, Abandoned Nation. What up, Ruff, by the way? Um... And now after, you know, uh, what was the name of the last joint? Yeah, I dropped some shit. It's okay, though. Um, but now after um, after his last project, it's been a few years, you know what I'm saying, since his last album. And he came back with a short, a brief but powerful offering, 777 The Resurrection. So Saigon, let's see what we got. Uh, rhymes. He gets an A. He's still sharp. I mean, he's still sharp. Um, in fact, there are certain aspects of the way he rhymes that are even better than they were before. Um, I just think maybe he took the time off, even though he wasn't actively putting music out. Maybe he was taking that time to fine tune what he was doing. Uh, I can't speak to that, but I do know that the Saigon that I hear on 777, The Resurrection, is not a uh, rusty blade in need of sharpening. He still got it. Uh, beats, I gave a B minus. But let me explain. The beats aren't bad. They're not awful. Not in my long shot. However, for you to go from just blaze to this, kind of different, you know? Just Blaze is unquestionably one of the greatest producers in the history of hip-hop music. Um, I think that there's a big difference between being 
quarterbacked by one of the greatest and to having the quarterback yourself with a with a very minimal budget and just pick the best you can pick from what you can afford. There's a difference, major difference, you know. Um, but much love to Cy for pulling it off because he made a really dope album. Um, Cohesion, I'll give a B. And it's only because I think that maybe with some interludes or something else to tie some of the ends together, it could have flowed a little better. Um, and overall, I gave it a B. Um, it's a solid re-entry into the field by a, a certified veteran, uh, someone who's well-respected not only by his peers, but also by the by the consumers. Um, Saigon has always been a stand-up dude. So he is uh, unquestionably looked at a certain way because of that. Uh, and what people expect to hear from Cy, what they, you know, from what they've heard in the past, they will not be disappointed by what they hear on Seven Seven Seven: The Resurrection Bite. Not at all, believe me. Um, my favorite joint is the MF Effect with Kooji Rap. Again, another fifty-year-old rapper still out here killing the game. Like I don't. If the theme that's going, like this, is a theme that's that's taking place without me even planning it. Stop hating on the OGs, man. Stop hating on the OGs because some of them still got smoke and they are not afraid to give it to you. Coogee Rap will smoke a lot of y'all. Rakim will still smoke a lot of y'all. Big Daddy Kane will still smoke a lot of y'all. So cut the bullshit already. Anyway, if y'all ever heard the letter P by Saigon, uh, the remix had Coogee Rap on it and they killed it. Uh, the MF Effect, same principle. They played off the MF for the words that they used in the verse. Man, those guys went bonkers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was, I am not mad at it. They went bonkers. Um, the most likely song to pop, however, will be Pain in My Life 2, featuring Marsha Ambrosius. Now, if you remember Pain in My Life, the first one with Trey Songs, it was fire. But that was the song that made Atlantic say, eh, we're not putting the muscle behind this. You know what I'm saying? So, um, side sticking to his guns. He's a he is a person who speaks for the people, speaks for the streets. He doesn't sugarcoat shit to make the enemy happy. He say it like it is. Um, painting my life too with Marsha is so it's it's a beautiful addition uh, to his catalog. Marsha does her thing. He got super busy and the beat is perfect. Um, he takes the opportunity to address many of the things that have occurred uh, during, you know, during his absence from music um, and especially what's going on right now in terms of BLM and, um, you know, just the police and everything else is happening in the communities right now. Gentrification. A lot of those things get mentioned in that song. Um so, I mean, my overall thoughts, basically, you know, Ty, he hasn't lost a step lyrically at all. In fact, he may have gained a step lyrically because he's had the time to step away from the game, to step to work on the things that he felt like he needed to sharpen. Um, but without Just Blaze, the production definitely suffered. Um, Just Blaze is my favorite producer of all time. I'm going to just say that. But um, I think that even without Just he maybe could have picked something with a little more oomph to it, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, who knows, man? Like, everybody like what they like. And maybe he just picked what he liked. And I ain't mad at that. Like I said, the beat still a B minus, and that's not bad at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not bad at all. Um, let me see here. I got a, I got a coin toss here. Because there's two albums I want to talk about, but I'm probably only going to do one of them today. You know what? We're going to go with the home team. OC from NC and Drug Be- Drugs Beats, Crown Royal. Now, before y'all get out of pocket, OC from NC didn't steal his name from OC from Digging in the Crates. And he did add the from NC to differentiate so that you know who you're talking about. Drugs Beats is Grammy-nominated producer and one of the uh, preeminent backdrop layers for fire hip-hop in North Carolina right now. So, um... When I found out that the new project was going to be produced by Drugs, it took everything to a whole nother level for me. Because normally, uh, OC from NC Project is quarterbacked by B-Squared on the beats. Shout out to B-Squared. Shout out to Ilpo. Shout out to the whole Watts. Shout out to uh, Spade. Everybody down with that movement, man. Um, Like, that was... It was a pleasant surprise. Um, When I heard the first joint, uh, the first offering... From Owen Drugs with Vanessa Ferguson. I was just like, whoa, that's fire. Okay. Let's see what happened next. Um, so then the album comes. Crown Royal. Um, now, I'm going to give these. I'm going to give this. Um, yeah, we're going to break this on down. So for Rhymes, A+. Plus, he is unfet- un- undoubtedly one of the best rappers in the game right now. Not just from North Carolina, but period. He's a monster. And anybody who's ever listened to him knows that. And for me, it's not necessarily about the punchlines or any of that as much as it is about the intricacy of how he weaves the words together. Um, there are times when he doesn't talk about shit, but I've, I've very rarely heard anybody not talk about anything so well. <laughs> like, that's pretty dope. Same thing I used to say about Redman a lot, but um, the beats, I give an A-. minus. Um, uh, drugs did a good job on this project. Um, they did a good job of picking the right beats to craft the, uh, the soundscape for this project. And the reason why it's an A minus and not an A plus is simply because, um, there's certain beats on there that if I take O away, I'm not sure how much I really like the beat. I mean, it's cool, but I mean, eh, you know, and that's no, that's no knock to drugs at all. That's no knock to drugs at all because he's one of the most talented producers uh, in, in hip-hop, in my opinion. Um, it's just, again, this is totally opinion from what I heard. Um, and I listened to the album a few times over just to make sure that I was given a proper assessment. Uh, Cohesion, A+, all the way loud. This album I can listen to from top to bottom without skipping anything, without feeling like, man, that's out of place. The sequencing is strong. Um, the features were great. Um, my, one of my favorite, um, features, well, we'll get to that in just a second. My favorite project, my favorite song overall, the project is an A, <laughs> probably one of the more solid projects to come out this year. Um, 2020 has actually been a pretty good year for music. And for me to say that that's one of the, the better projects to come out this year is definitely a high compliment. So I hope that if you take a listen to the project, you listen to it with the right ears on. 
Um, a lot of people listen to projects from unsigned artists uh, with a different ear because they don't expect high quality from artists without a record deal. Do not go into this project with those ears on. You better put on the best ears you got because they delivered. No questions asked. Uh, my favorite joint is up for discussion featuring Ilpo and Precise Politics. Um, oh, did his thing. Ilpo got busy as usual. And Precise, po- Precise Politics might be one of the most slept on rappers in the history of rap. <laughs> I don't just mean right now. I mean ever. Like, the guy is remarkably dope. It doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the song that I think is the most likely to pop is one of one of these. Did I write that right? One of these? Yeah. Uh, with Boog Brown. Now, Boog Brown is a highly respected um, female MC from Detroit. Um, I don't even like to call her female MC. She's just an MC. She happens to be a female from Detroit. Um, Boog is amazing, and this is like the this is like I think the second or third joint they've done together, and it always comes out crazy. Um, they both did their thing on it. The beat is remarkable, and I just feel like that. But with the with the moves that women are making in hip hop right now, this song could catch some ears and really like move oh into a different stratosphere. Um, should they do it right? Um, you know, my my assessment at the end of it all was oh was still. You know, lyrically on a different level than most. He sounds right at home on drugs beats. He sounds right at home. And it's like it's not a beat missed with going to drugs from rocking with B squared for so long. Um, that whole team is just different. Watts. We are the standard. Watts. They are something special. So keep your eyes open for OC from NC. Watch out for Spade. He does a lot of, you know, he, he does a lot of dope battles. Um, Ilpo, probably one of the best rap groups ever. Um, who am I missing? Somebody? B squared, crazy on the beats, man. That that guy is something something special. Um, I swear I feel like I'm missing somebody, but I don't I don't want to uh, speak out of turn. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that ride. But yeah. OC from NC Crown Royal is probably one of the better albums that you're going to hear this year. Um, you know, and it's September. We still got three months to go, three and a half months to go, basically. But I don't think I think you're going to be hard pressed to find, especially an independent album, better than Crown Royal. You're going to be hard pressed to find one. There, there's some some really dope work out there, but. Um, yeah, OC and OC and drugs did they thing on this man. It it took it took me a minute to really settle in and listen, um, just because I've been listening to O's music for a while now. Um, I've been listening to O's music for a while, and I, I felt like um, I can't listen to this with a bunch of other music crowding my brain. Like I really need to just kind of like go ahead and listen to everything else, process it, and then go check it out because I know that O's lyrics are gonna spin me around and have me. Have my brain, you know, searching to connect the dots to make sure I get it. Um, and and it was true <laughs> that 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 held true. Um, I listened to the album probably twice the first the first day that I that I got it. I listened to it twice, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna leave it alone and let and process what I've heard so far, and I'll come back to it in a day or so. Um, so I did that, and when I came back to it, um. After I had processed what I caught off the first two, 
I still kept catching more on the third and the fourth listen. So to me, that's an album that has great potential for, you know, re- repeats. There's a lot of lot of replay, a lot of replay value in knowing that there's something new that I'm going to catch every time that I didn't hear the first time. Uh, I love lyricists that do that, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, you know, I, I think that you know the joint with Jay Gunn is dope. You know what I'm saying? The, the first, the very first song with Maestro is just crazy. Like, uh, actually, the more I think about it, James on might be my favorite. No, 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 no. That's probably my second favorite. James on is probably my second favorite joint. But like, um, and I, and I almost got a feeling that he named it after James on Curry. If y'all don't know who that is, look it up. Um, represent Burlington, North Carolina. OC from NC, brother. We are so proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, you know, between you and Ilpo and I can think of a couple other people who I ain't going to name because they're going to think I'm playing favors, but the game could seriously be changed and, and, the, and the perception of North Carolina in hip-hop circles can be changed permanently. Um, you know, it's more than just J. Cole and Rhapsody, little brother. It's more to it. But, uh... <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Um, let's see. Was there anything else I wanted to cover? Oh, yeah. So those are, those are the albums I really wanted to talk about, man. And I really like those are the joints that are strong right now that I'm really bumping. And that, that, that you know, most recent stuff that came out that I'm really feeling good about. Um, I'm going to try my best never to review an album that I don't like. I'm gonna try not to, but it's gonna be hard because I'm 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 pretty critical of <laughs> of rappers most of the time. Um, but all of these albums with the, were you know are albums that I that I have in my rotation right now that that I listen to regularly. So, um, you know they all came out fairly recently. So I mean you know I I hope that this gives you some insight into what some of these albums are, what some of these albums sound like, what some of them feel like. Um, and if you haven't heard them, go give them a spin. You know, they own your DSPs. It's not like you're paying it. It's not like you're buying it. Go stream that shit. Why not, man? You know what I'm saying? Put a few put a few pennies in these people's pockets. Um, let's talk about a video that came out recently, though. Um, Famulation from Build and Destroy of Tacoma, Washington. Shout out Wicked Meticulous, uh, my man Rise. A wall, everybody. There's so many people in bad. I can't even begin to name everybody. Um, Famulation is awesome. It's a combination video short film um, that really shows the concept of community. You know, a community is family. You know what I'm saying? Um, in a beautiful way. Uh, the song itself is dope. The song itself is dope, but the video touches me on a whole different level than just the song being dope. Um, I think the biggest part of it is that it's showing the reality of the things that they talk about in their music, the oneness of community, the oneness of the people, the uh, the unity that it would take for us to change the dynamic of what's happening. And I, you know, as our society right now. So that is the thing that that I would like people to take from that. You know, build and destroy BAD, Famulation. It's out now on YouTube. It is amazing. It's an amazing piece of work. Um, 
these brothers are very, they work very hard and they stand by everything that they say. Uh, if you are out, if you're ever in Tacoma and you ask about building destroy, they will tell you, Hey, they give away free food. They do da da da. They are like a small self-contained black Panther party <laughs> in a manner of speaking. Um, so much respect to BAD man, much respect also to AWOL. Uh, he just chopped, dropped, uh, Tacoma state of mind video. Another dope offering from that crew. Um, there's so much going on in the Northwest musically. I can't even get into right now. I think one of the next podcasts I do, we're going to get into the Northwest and what's really popping. Um, but that's it for now, man. You know what I'm saying? Panther Politics album reviews. First time I'm really doing this. Hope y'all enjoyed it. I uh, hope that maybe if you haven't heard some of these albums that you'll take the opportunity to listen. Uh, and then you can hit me up and give me your feedback and tell me, hey, man, you was tripping. That's not an A+. plus. That's like a B. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case. You know what I'm saying? But um, much love to y'all, man. Much love to the artists putting all this art out in the universe for us to enjoy. Uh, much love to um, Sound Chamber Productions. We live in entertainment. 144,000 chosen few. Back it up, cartels. Shout out to everybody, man, who uh, who put it down for the team. You know what I'm saying? I am Seven the Panther, the host of Panther Politics Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, when you hit the DSPs, find all of these albums. Lock in and run it up. They deserve your support. Tell your friends about me, man. Panther Politics on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Just about anywhere you listen to podcasts, man. The Northwest got something to say. You heard? Y'all stay up, man. One.